Grab the popcorn and get ready to join Chris and Geordie on a journey through some of the most celebrated films of all time that Geordie's never seen before. You're listening to It's About Time You Watch This. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Chris. And Jody. And today we are throwing on the habits and we are going to church with the comedy classic musical Sister Act. Touchstone Pictures presents the one summer movie that has no vulgar language. Stuff is terrible. It tastes like... No unnecessary violence. No rap music. And absolutely no nudity. This is going to be hell. This summer, take someone you love... Hey, babe. Yes, sweetheart. To the comedy that's pure joy. It's better than ice cream. It's better than springtime. It's better than sex. <laughs> no, I, I've heard. Sister Act. All right, Geordie, let's get straight into this one. Take me to church. You don't know how long I've been sitting there. That entire bloody trailer played, and I just wanted to sing that song. Take me to okay, church. Okay, yeah, just Hoja's going to want royalties if you keep singing that song. So Sorry. Overall thoughts on this movie before we get started. Okay, so coming into these movies, we've watched a lot of them now. Yes. Here's my big issue. Okay. I have these preconceived thoughts that every movie that you pick is going to be absolutely crap. So and Now, we've had this conversation <laughs> a lot at home, even before we did this podcast, where I would say, hey, let's watch this movie. And you go, oh, it's one of your stupid movies. Yep. And then you really enjoy it. Yeah. But every time, this movie was one of those where I went in and I was like, oh my God, it's going to be shit. What the hell is this all about? It's stupid. And that was just my preconceived thoughts. Okay. Okay. Well, let's let's get into mm. it and, and discuss it and see see where you ended up at the end. So okay. the movie starts with Dolores, obviously Whoopi Goldberg. She's a lounge singer. She's the other woman to a mob <laughs> boss. How did you feel about that? She's the other woman. I was like, oh, that's a bit scandalous. <laughs> And then, holy shit, she gets herself in a bit of a situation there, doesn't she? She does. It escalates a little bit. Well, it escalates pretty bloody quickly. And uh, she sees him kill a bloke. Yep. It's a bit intense. But that's (laughs) what she gets for being the other woman and knowing that she's the other woman. Well, the other woman to a, you know, I would assume that she knows that he's a bit shady. Look, you would think so. Especially if she's the other woman. She knows that he's into some shady stuff. Yeah. And he's a casino manager yeah. in you know, in oh. Reno. Like she knows that there's she has to know that something, she has some to, underworld surely. stuff going Especially on. Especially when she gets that big furry coat and it was like his wife's or whatever. Yeah. Oh question. Oh honey, red flags. So obviously she sees him yep, shoot the guy. The she takes off. The, yep. the the guys come after her. She goes to the police and they put her in witness protection. Yes. Yep. Uh, which I think in the 90s was this huge movie trope of people getting put into witness protection. I, don't, I assume that sort of stuff still happens, but you don't. it's not a movie thing anymore, I don't think. It's Brooklyn not like Nine-Nine. we're going to put... Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I guess. Mm-hmm. But not. it's, not, it's, the, not, a, it's, it's no. not a central plot device in a movie like this is. No, goodness anymore, no. Anymore. Which is a bit interesting because... Is it still a thing? Well, I think It'd wi- have witness to be. protection's definitely still a thing, but yeah. whether it's... Yeah, why why it's not used in movies as much anymore? Because I think that was you know it does have the potential to be a good plot device of mm. fish out of water gets put into this wacky this position, situation, <laughs> uh, which, which happens here. Obviously, she gets put into a convent to yep. keep her safe. Uh, now, she says yeah. to the Reverend Mother when she's there, she went to Catholic school as a kid with nuns. Yep. So surely she gets how it all works, but she seems to she not doesn't. understand any of it. Well, the thing is that it looks like it goes full circle because at the start of the movie, we see her as a young girl and, you know, she's in this convent or whatever they want to call it. Yep. Um, and she is absolutely not like those straight-laced kids there. 
She no, no, is she absolutely is, uh, a little bit of a firecracker. Yeah. <laughs> so what would they, why would they think she would change her ways? What? As you grow up, you get worse. Yeah, but I don't think they're expecting her to change her ways by putting her into this for witness protection. They probably just didn't just realize, or it's the one place a mobster's not going to look for his, you know, his lancing a girlfriend is a convent. <laughs> a convent. It's just I think that was how that worked. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Convents are they like still a thing? I don't know if this the convents as such are still a thing, yep. like they were in this movie. But I know that the number of Catholic nuns in Australia peaked in the sixties. Yep. And it's been declining ever since. There, There's fewer than 6,000 nuns left here in Australia. Wow. Uh, with an average age of 74. So the church is now at risk of losing its one of the most devout populations. But I don't know if there's convents anymore. No, and I suppose I know the thing they, is... They, the nuns work in the churches, and I know there'd be nuns here where we live that are working in the church with with the fathers and the priests and those sorts of people and, yep. and helping the community, but not to the degree that they probably were 30 years ago. No, and I suppose when you think about it too, there's probably a lot of different options there for people, like Buddhism and those kind of things as 100%, well. But like even I don't know if they were a you thing. Look at, you look at Catholic schools now. A yep. Catholic school 30 years ago would have been, the teachers would have been nuns. They would have been nuns, yeah. Whereas now... We are not. <laughs> as someone like you who has taught CRT relief teaching in these schools, yep. they're not. No. I think that's, that's the difference there. That's where it all... Yeah, changed. has changed like, up a and, bit. And obviously if their numbers are on the decline, they can't, you know, no, teacher numbers are on the decline, that. alone none numbers. So Yeah. So I don't think I don't know if convents so especially here in Australia, over in the US probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh over in Europe maybe. But yeah, definitely in Italy where the Vatican is and all that sort of stuff, absolutely. But yeah, here in Australia yeah, probably not, so, not much. so much. If people do know if there is a convent here in Australia. Yeah, really uh, interested uh, to drop know. Drop us a note in the in the comments on Facebook or Instagram would be interested to know what the go is there. So Um so as someone who is a teacher but not a history teacher. Convents and nuns. So their big thing is they basically live for Jesus. Yes, they're in servi- so servitude to the Lord. That means they're not allowed to, like, they don't leave the convent. They're not allowed to get married. They're not allowed to have kids, all that kind of stuff. Yep. None of that. None of that. Okay, wow. What are they allowed not, to do? I don't know about not leave the convent. I think, like, they can, they could go out and work in a community and that sort of thing. Yeah, I as long assume. as it was all. But it would be all. For the Lord. For the Lord. And, yeah. yeah. Interesting. This is also yet another religious theme movie that we've done. We've done a few now. We actually have. We're really digging deep Blues with these Brothers, movies. This there yep. was another one as well. I can't remember off the top of my head what the other one was. Me either. I've forgotten. It was probably bad. <laughs> In your head, probably <laughs> yes. But it, yeah, it's become a bit of a running theme lately. Yeah. Um, so then she starts adjusting. Back to the movie, uh, adjusting to yep. a new life, which I, I noticed gave you a few chuckles in there as well <laughs> as she starts getting used to how things work. Look, it was a little bit interesting, very interesting. I don't know if I would say completely adjusting because, as we said, she is absolutely a fish out of water, but the other nuns seem to absolutely love that about her too. They like that she's a bit of a breath of fresh air. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. She's a breath of fresh air to a lot of them that have been... Stuck in the same cycle. Well, they've well, been in, uh, in the convents their entire life. Then we see... The choir. The choir's introduced and how bad they are, which is obviously getting ready to set things up. Did you think at the start of the movie that this is where we were going, that it was going to be a musical? No, not at all. No. I saw her in her nun outfit and I was like, what the bloody hell am I watching? And especially those first probably 15, 20 minutes where it's yeah, it's almost like a crime thriller almost. Yes. Where it's like it's shot and she's yep. in hiding. And, and then all of a sudden, All bam, of a sudden, music. it's a musical <laughs> comedy. It's, yeah. Really flips it. Now, there's really a, there was a couple of familiar faces. Did you recognise anybody? So Whoopi Goldberg, I don't know if you've seen Whoopi in anything else, probably not the main character. No. But there was probably, there should have been a couple that you would have recognised. I reckon 
There was. Yeah. But I don't know the names of these no, people. That's okay. I just know their movies. Yes, that's okay. So one of them was in Hocus Pocus. Yes, that's so um, she was Mary one Margaret, of the nuns. Who was, yep. who was one of the nuns? Who's yep. the bigger nun that uh, has a very, very powerful voice? Yeah, yes, the wacky one in Hocus Pocus, wa- she, and she's the wacky one in this as well. <laughs> she does, she does tend to be the, the more out one there. Kathleen and Jimmy, yes, absolutely. And the other one is in Harry Potter. Yes, now so obviously the Reverend Mother was Maggie Smith. Yes, so she who, is McGonagall. Yes, she's yep. McGonagall. She was also Wendy in Hook. And we've talked about Hook, obviously, in a couple of movies now. That's right. She's, Maggie Smith, she was in Downton Abbey. She's been in a lot of things. She's so good. She is. So Maggie, good. Maggie Smith is amazing. So then we get into some montages. And yeah. there's quite a few of those in this movie. Uh, the a main two, them. though, I reckon, being the choir getting better as she takes over the choir and she starts teaching them and training them and they start getting better. Yep. Um, and they start performing for the public. And yeah. the people start people coming into the in. church. Which is... Yep. Obviously, yeah, there's a discussion to be had with this movie. And this movie is, what, 1992. So this is 31 years old now, this I'm movie. I'm not that old. 30 uh, for now. Sorry, 30. <laughs> but the way this brought in the movie brings people back into church, is this potentially a discussion that needs to be had with some of the churches now? And I know we've got some progressive yep. churches that do use music and bands. Yeah, and we've got a really great good one ones. in our town We've got an amazing that. Christian one. Uh, that, that does that and brings people in with music and but you, you see what it, the music does in this, and you go, oh, maybe maybe some of our more traditional churches could sit down and have a watch of this movie and go, hey, maybe there's something we could do. But then you also see the people like the character of Maggie Smith, who is very much against it, and she's like, no, we don't want these people in the church, or I don't know if she doesn't want them, but she doesn't like the change. No. She's not for it. Well, that's the other thing that happens too, and we see the montage of this as well, is them outworking in the community. And that was always, no, it's not safe out there. You're not allowed to go outside. Because in... in the Reverend Mother is saying, in that community, it is a very rough community and, you know, people don't respond well to them being out there. But then... They were we there. That's, they that's were loving difference. it. For people like us, I guess, who are very community-minded people, we've been volunteers all our lives and, you know, we're about to start a big phase of volunteering, which we'll talk more about in future episodes, I would say, <laughs> because it's going to be a big it's part of our lives part. on top of, on top of uh, this podcast. But it is great to see... Religious organisations like getting involved and helping communities, and, and again, yep. our, our local community where we're broadcasting from now is very good Fantastic. at that. There is there is a local church that is really St Mary's Church here, and Father Michael, who is, is so passionate about our local community and involved in it. Yeah, but it, it would be great to see a lot more of that from religious organisations. I know they've been in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons the last <laughs> you know many many years, but yep. you know, coming in and helping the community, being part of the community, I think yeah. does build that, and the movie shows that it does hundred percent. But and there will always be those naysayers or the ones oh, that, you know. 100%. But that are stuck in they, their ways. Eventually, you get them on your side. Oh, eventually. That's, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. And then the Pope yeah. decides he's going to come. He's heard about their performances and what they're doing in the community and he wants to come and see them perform, which is which for nuns would be huge. Huge. Massive. Did you get the gravity of that when they said it in the movie? He's a Pope. It's a good thing. <laughs> Take that as an eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was important because he has his fancy hat and he came down to see them with his that, big that, hat. That's why the Pope is important, because he has a big hat. There you go. You heard it from Geordie first. Look at that. I would like a big hat. Then, you know, I thought that was important. But my favourite part, I'm sorry, Pope, great, cool, yeah, big okay. hat. My favourite part, sorry, back to the montage, yeah. is when they are out there and this car needs to be fixed and here the <laughs> nuns are and they're like, boom, let us fix that car. We got this. 
And I was like, yes, girl, you get that, Slay Queen. And this movie is very girl power. I love it. Like, and this was this was five years before the Spice Girls. Like, this is yeah. these are the original Spice Girls. I don't know if the Spice Girls are like here or that, but they, <laughs> they probably are. Like they're singing, they're yep. helping the community, singing, they're dancing. showing how tough they are. They've got their on. cool Absolutely. girl outfits. Absolutely, they don't need no man to part from the Lord. Nope, that's it. So then the movie moves forward. We get past this. The, the church is growing. Yep. Sister Mary Clarence is you know doing great things for the church. The Reverend Mother hates it, but her that's ex um, finds where she is. He figures it out and comes and kidnaps her. Yep. So then the nuns all go to Reno to try and save her. They've, oh my God, it's they, hilarious. They, they plead to the, the Reverend Mother and say, look what she's done. Look how she's helped us. We know we she's not to. actually a nun. We, yes, they, they we figured, figured that it part out. out. But we need to help her. Look what she's done for us. We need to help her. So yeah. they go to Reno to try and save her. Yep. In what this is I think is one part. of the most amazingly hilarious scenes in a movie from the 90s. Oh, 100%. Where they're running through the casino. Yes. I love that And nobody knows so who is who. I love the part where they're all in a helicopter, but how do they all fit in that damn helicopter? Yeah, because <laughs> when they all get out of the helicopter, there's like 35 of them. It's like the them. clown car. <laughs> and there would have been six seats in that helicopter. Yes. How? It's clown cars all over again. That's a very good question, actually. How yeah. did they... How do they all fit in the helicopter? Movie magic. Every time. But yeah, I do but love yes, that scene that where is they're hilarious. running around the casino... These nuns in, in a casino. And when, when Vince goes up to one of them and he taps her, he's like, hey, baby. And she's like, hey, sugar. And it's the old one. <laughs> I love that. Oh. So good. Because you got to remember, like, a lot of these actresses probably hadn't done anything big, hadn't been involved in any big, big films before no. this. Um, I think that one, the one I just referenced then, I think she had quite a career as, like, a character actor okay. for yeah, many yeah, years yeah. before for this. But not, pieces, not but famous celebrity sort of stuff. And, yeah, so they eventually... They get her back. They save her. She's saved. And she goes back and helps them put on the concert for the Pope. Yeah. And life is good. And life is good. And they become famous. They become this famous choir out of that. They do. But there's one person we haven't talked about who I also really appreciate. Yes. The cop. Oh, yes. Oh, because he's always there. He's like, I just want to help you. Don't trust (laughs) anyone but me. And I am very much team. I hope they get married. You you wanted Whoopi Goldberg and the cop to get married. That's that's how you wanted this movie to end. Whoopi Goldberg, is that the lady? She's yes. Clarence, the main one. Yes, because he's there for her. And then she won't be the other woman. She's completely changed her ways. But they're just they're mates. No, they can't just be mates. They it's can. not how this ends. No. <laughs> it is. Don't kill my dreams. It doesn't happen. What they don't get together? No. But he's always there for her. Of course she doesn't get with him because he's, he's a the cop. good he's there guy. To help her. No, he's just that nice guy that's there for her. And she's like, oh, you're too nice. Give me some bloke that's going to kill me again. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid woman. <laughs> so you're telling me someone breaks into our house. Yeah. Our friend Johnny, who's a police officer, comes and does a police report. Yep. You leave me for him because he's helped. As long as you didn't try to kill me, then we'd be fine. <laughs> if you tried to kill me, fuck you, Johnny's mine. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> oh, a little bit awkward. Okay. Aww. One question that you posted to me while we were watching this. Yes. Was Sister Mary Roberts, who's the little one, she has a really little squeaky Aww, voice, but then you know, Whoopi thing. Goldberg helps her sing and sings big yeah, and loud. Massive. And you said she's not wearing the same outfit as everybody else. She's Why? not. Why? Yeah. So I did a bit of research on this for you. <gasps> Thank you. Did you put your research hat on? I did put the your research hat on, hat? my little detective hat with the feather in it. Did you also use your monocle? Yes. Were you smoking a cigar at the same time? Yes, obviously. Detectives I had don't one use more monocles. Just. <laughs> That's uh, they don't use. Were you in the dark with like? Sorry, were you in the dark with just one spotlight behind you? Yes, that's exactly how I was in this office on a typewriter. Yes. Okay, go on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't wear a habit, which is the nun outfit. 
because she's technically not a nun yet. Oh. She's a novice, one who's in her trial period of becoming a nun, Ooh. but who hasn't made the final vows to join the order. So does that mean she could still walk away? Yes, I assume so. Yeah. But then in the sequel, she's also not wearing... And so we'll she get... still hasn't made it. So I don't know what that, why that decision was made. But also, just a, a quick little fact before we do get into the facts. Yeah. That was actually not her singing. Oh. The little one. It was dubbed with another singer. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. What was the point of that? Well, I guess she just couldn't actually sing. Couldn't actually sing. Well. Side note. Yeah. She was one of my first crushes from when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. I see it. I see it. Which is, I think, where I get my thing of girls that can sing. Oh. I've got a bit of a thing for. So why and, are you with me? <laughs> and, and, and redheads I've got a little bit of a thing for. Oh. So that means I have permission to be a redhead all of the time. I did tell you that the three times you've dyed your hair red when we've been together. I'm like, hey, keep that. Like, Yeah, true, true. That's why. Ah. But this, that's that's where that started. But back to the singing part. Like, yes, I can't sing. So why are we... You can sing certain songs. One song. <laughs> I've heard you sing two songs. Okay, two songs. That's that not you bad. Can, that's, that's not bad. Okay, okay. So that's why we're together, because I can sing two songs. Yeah, pretty but much. But you will never love me as much as you would love someone like her or Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, pretty much. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer's like she's up here, like we're yeah. all, we're all down here. Michelle Pfeiffer's up here. You're not wrong. Like yeah. that's yeah. She's you, also you my would leave crush. me. I was going to say you leave, leave for me her. for Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> at the same time. So, and as we said, the movie finishes with them being super famous around all the magazines, which does lead us into the sequel. And we'll talk about that shortly because we'll, we'll talk about sequels. But into some facts. Okay, go on. A Sister Act was one of the most financially successful comedies of the early nineties. Grossed wow. two hundred and thirty-one million dollars worldwide. Was made for thirty one million, so thirty one million, and it made two hundred and thirty million worldwide. So that's a pretty well, good. So another for about two hundred million for a musical comedy about nuns. Yeah, that's not bad. And for that's someone like me who looks at that and is like, huh, "What a joke! I wouldn't watch it." It's yeah. See, that's, that's what I mean. That's like pretty it good. did pretty, pretty well. Good. It did pretty well. Dolores, the main character, was based on a real person. Yeah. Uh, as part of his research, screenwriter Paul Rudnick visited the Regina Lourdes Abbey in Bethlehem, Connecticut, to meet. Mother Dolores Hart. Aww. She'd been a Hollywood actress, singer, and dancer, starring in movies like Where the Boys Are and King Creole. Yep. She left the industry to become a nun when she was 24, but she's still actually a voting member of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science to this day because she wow. was in because she movies was. and she was in the Academy. She is, huh. still votes for the Academy Awards. Question. Yes. 24 years old, decided to go and join the convent. Yes. If she had sex, could she still go and join the convent? I think so. I'd assume it would be you would confess your sins and they would be... And then it'd be washed. Washed away and huh. we're thinking of joining the convent. Maybe. Don't think I could at the moment. Like, <laughs> um, Pregnant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably not a I'm good married. Look, probably not a good look for a nun, yeah. <laughs> but hey, if, if, if you, you want to... I'm not going to stand in the way of your dreams. If you want to be a nun, uh-huh. I will not stand in the way of your dreams. Mm, I don't think I would be able to wear the outfits very well. Probably not. Or... Anything quote, else. Quote, anything out of the Bible <laughs> or do anything that a nun needs to do, I feel like. True. Carrie Fisher helped write the script. Now, we've spoken about Carrie Fisher. <gasps> she's Princess from Star Leia, Wars. Of course, yes. And she's in a, a couple of things we've watched already. Bette Midler was originally supposed to be in this movie. How do I know that name? Uh, Bette Midler is the main witch in Hocus Pocus. <gasps> That's how I know that name. Uh, gotcha. Which would have been cool to see her and Kathy and Jimmy really in cool. this as well. Yeah. So script adjustments went far beyond a name change when she left the movie and Whoopi Goldberg came in. So Disney only allowed writers two weeks to overhaul the whole script that the lead actress after the lead actress changed. Holy moly. Additional writers were brought in to help the script. In addition to Carrie Fisher, other contributors included Nancy Myers and Robert Harling. Carrie Fisher has a 
bit of a history fixing scripts like this. She also worked on last minute changes to Hook. Wow. Lethal Weapon 3 and The Wedding Singer as ah, well. Go figure. Carrie Fisher was actually an incredible script writer and a writer in general. Her Good books on were her. Amazing. She was incredible. So That's um, cool. Those are some of the facts that I had. Good facts. Good facts? Yep. You, you happy with those facts? Very nice. Happy with that. Yep. Okay. What would you rate Sister Act? Yep. Out of five. I'm going to go with. Now, I had another issue here where Ooh, I always okay. like to go okay. technicalities. Yes. I... Almost wanted to give it a 4.25, but I thought you'd yell at me for that. Okay. So I'm going to stick with a 4. A 4. Why 4.25? Look, it, was, it wasn't it was high enough to get Twister, okay. but it felt like it deserved more than a 4 because it was really good. Like, I liked the musical side. I liked the story. I liked her, even though I thought I was going to hate it. But it's just, yeah, not quite strong enough to be a 4.5 like the others. Do these movies that you think you're going to hate... Yeah. Do you think you like them more when you realise they're good? 100%, yeah. Like, does thinking you're going to hate it make you enjoy it more? Absolutely. Yeah? Unless I think I'm going to hate it and I actually hate it, like yeah, the obviously. Naked Gun, then it's like 0.5. <laughs> but it's all, yeah, these preconceived thoughts going into these movies. And it's, I'm I'm a bad person at judging a book by its cover. If someone tells me something about something, I will completely believe them. Like if someone said to me, oh, Jumanji's the worst, I would go into that movie being like, oh, Jumanji's the worst, but have no idea. Then how come when I tell you something is good, you don't believe me? Because you don't have good taste. I have incredible taste. Look at all the movies we've watched. Okay. Half of them have been pretty good. Half of them. More than half. The Naked Gun's probably the only one. (laughs) Oh, and Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. They were probably the only ones that you didn't really enjoy. And even Mortal Kombat 1 you enjoyed. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. See, there you go. Okay, so they're not terrible. And I married you. Yeah, that's that's the biggest red flag. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and second question, would you watch a sequel to this movie? I would. Well, that's good because there is a sequel, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Ooh. And I actually think that the sequel is better than this one. Wow, big call. The The sequel is actually one of my... Favorite movies, and I say that a lot. I have a lot you of do. favorite movies. You do. So in the sequel, yep, the nuns are now teaching in a school, Ooh. and the school is getting ready potentially to close. And they ask Dolores to come in and help them teach. Yep. They say, "We need your help. We need you to help get through to these kids because we think you could." Yeah. Look what you did. Look could. what you did to the choir. You know, you helped us. We think you can help these kids. Yeah. And she becomes the music teacher. Oh, and then yes. Teaches. Is it like School of Rock vibes? A little bit. Yes. Um, but it's in an urban school, so it's more hip-hop based and that sort yes. of thing. And it actually yep. has Lauren Hill, who was the lead singer of the Fugees, Killing Me Softly. Huh. Is this yeah, yeah, yeah. You know her from. An incredible, singer, an incredible cast. Jennifer Love Hewitt was yep. one of her first acting roles as well. It's a really, really good movie. It, it's mm. as I said, I think you would enjoy it far more than this one as well. So if okay, you gave this a, big a call, four, big call. I reckon it would get a four point five. Wow. Okay. So my question to you then is what would you give Sister Act like out of five, the first Sister one? Sister Act out of five, the first one? Maybe a three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. Like yeah. I love it. Yep. But, but again, maybe not three quite. and a half. It's just it's not quite there. Yep. Would you have still given it a three and a half if you hadn't seen the sequel and didn't like the sequel more? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think okay. it sits, it's, sits fairly flat as a three and a half for me. Yeah, cool. But I do have a very, I think yeah. my gauge for movies in stars is a lot harder than yours would be. Yeah, you're a lot tougher. Like to, to, to get to a four and a half or a five for me, yep. you've got to be an incredible movie. So what would Twister be for you? Because that Twister was one probably of my a four. highest. A four, that's the probably highest. Four. Wow. And you know how much I love that movie? Yeah, that's, um, okay. For a movie to get a 
five from me. Yep. Very, very. And I have a lot of favourite movies. You do. As I you said. do. Yeah, it's one of my favourites. So uh, do you t- have a movie that would be a five off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Wow. So if I said to you, what's your most favourite movie of all time? Like mine straight away, I don't have to think. I Little know, Mermaid. It's a Little Mermaid, yeah, I know. I don't know if I have one straight off the top of my head that I could turn around and go, yes, that is my favourite movie of all time. Wow, you're just a movie appreciator. I just appreciate a bit of everything. Yeah. Okay. The new Super Mario Brothers movie, Mm -hmm. fairly high up there. Considering it was fairly light on plot and character development and all that sort of stuff. Peaches, 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 peaches. Yes, and we might even do a special episode on that movie because it was- Can we get Ellie in for that? Yes, because (laughs) it was a movie that- even though, yeah, it was it was a kid's movie and it was light on plot and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It was very sentimental to me. Yeah, absolutely. It's a movie that meant a lot to me and some of the Easter eggs and the musical nods, the music especially. The music in the Super Mario Brothers movie is phenomenal. And Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black obviously. 100%. But the, the, the score for this movie, you can yep. get the soundtrack now wherever you get your music from. The score for this movie is phenomenal. It's massive. It's, it's incredible. So, um, yeah, to get to a five would be very tricky. I think, but there might be a couple of movies. Know. Might be a couple of movies coming up on this podcast in the next couple of weeks good, that we're looking at that higher. might get a bit closer to that five from me. Ooh, okay. We've All got right. some big ones coming up that I think will surprise people. One in particular will surprise people that you haven't seen. That yeah, considering you're probably. married to me, mm-hmm. that you haven't seen it, I think will be very very surprising people. So we'll leave it there. We'll catch you again next week for another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. You've been listening to It's About Time You Watch This, a Creative Media Production.